Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Changemaker, it's Holly Rustic here with grant writing and funding. And I help changemakers grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. To do that, I teach you to gain expertise in grant writing and coach you with systems so that you can become a freelance grant writer and 10x results all from the comfort of your own home. All right, in today's episode, this is a part of the Freelance Grant Writer Summer Series. <laughs> so if you're interested in how to lay out a six-week summer success plan, wow, there's a lot of S's, <laughs> check out last week's episode 129, and it comes with a free downloadable. Yes, you get the Grant Writer Six-Week Summer Success Toolkit that comes along with that, so do check out Grant Writing and Funding dot com forward slash one two nine okay and this week's episode now i'm going to talk about messaging and sharing value so the three essential steps for freelance grant writers to pitch services oh my goodness yes we are going there today and why is this important well it will do the following things for you freelance grant writers and non-profit consultants It's going to do the following. It's going to help you create relationships on and offline. It's going to develop and nurture warm leads. And it's going to give you a plan of how to start the pitch discussion, right? I know it's a big thing, really. It's overwhelming for a lot of people and how to actually talk about their services. So before you even get there or even know when to start talking about prices or services, I'm going to show you how today. But before we get into it, I just want to say a huge thank you for all of you who left a review for the book, The Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing, um, or the podcast, Grant Writing and Funding, and helped me celebrate my 44th birthday last week. I really appreciate it. And I'll be announcing the winner of the $44 Amazon gift certificate at the end of the week via email. But you guys are amazing. I hope you enjoyed your free copy of the ebook, The Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing, during the promotion July 15th to July 18th. I know we are past that then, but do sign up for my newsletter if you guys want to know when I have my bonuses coming out and my sales and my free giveaways. We have lots of stuff going on, so uh, do sign up for that so you are sure not to miss it. But I just want to say thank you so much, you guys, um, for all the reviews and everything. You guys are absolutely amazing. (laughs) Okay, so we did reach number one in four new categories on Amazon, so very, very exciting. Exciting. Thank you for making my 44th birthday completely amazing. All right, guys, so let's get into it today. I am going to outline the three essential steps for freelance grant writers to pitch services. Let's go ahead and get into number one. Reframe your thinking from when do I ask for money to what problems do I solve? Sales. Yep. <laughs> You gotta have them to keep your business afloat. But many of us don't want to appear to be pushers, right? Maybe asking for money for your services makes you feel like a slimy salesperson. But what I found is the real deep-seated issue is we don't want to be rejected. We are vulnerable when we put ourselves out there and do risk rejection. Oddly enough, that is something many people don't think about before they start a freelance company or become a consultant. 
you know, the vulnerability, right? <laughs> and Brene Brown, she's written a whole book about that. And it's a really great one. And I'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, it's really important that, you know, there is a, a sort of rejection there. But if that's what you go into with, these are my services, are they going to want them? When do I talk about them? How do I talk about my prices? Should I just blurt them out? And that's probably something you don't want to do right? But sometimes that's what we kind of do because we're kind of caught up in this rejection thought process. And many nonprofit leaders also go through a similar emotional roller coaster when they are asking donors for funding. They almost feel embarrassed to ask for money and they start sweating, right? So how can you even get to find out what you want to charge when you have sweaty palms and you aren't even sure how to ask for money, right? So, but part of that is really to change your thinking. If you go from what should I charge or even what should I talk about my prices to what problems do I solve, then you will be more confident in discussing your prices. And this is the same from a nonprofit leader. Instead of, I have to ask these people for money, you're taking it personally then. It's not you they're specifically leaving the money for, it's for your mission as a nonprofit leader. It's for what you're doing to change the world. And even for you as a freelance grant writer, yes, the money is going to you, but it's going to you to solve a problem. So you are gonna feel more confident in discussing your prices when you're realizing that you're solving a problem and that you have solutions. And this way, a lot of the pressure is off of you and now on the problem. We all love to find solutions to problems and be considered problem solvers. So it really does change the emotional perspective that is often related to sales. So the answer to when do I ask for money is, well, before you ask for money, you show the solution to a problem that you can solve. What do you mean, Holly? That sounds so esoteric. Okay, for example, you wouldn't wanna just walk up to a nonprofit leader at a conference, introduce yourself that you're a grant writer, and then advertise what your prices are before they even know you, right? Instead, you might ask them about their nonprofit and let them talk first because they will tell you all about it. After all, that's what they're passionate about. After they tell you all the ins and the outs of the, their nonprofit and you listen, then they are sure to ask you what you do. You can definitely let them know that you are a grant writer, but then turn the dialogue around and start asking maybe about some of their wins and challenges with grant writing. If you let them talk, they will surely let you know. In fact, after they tell you they don't have any time or stamina to write grants and wish they could pursue more grants, then a majority of the time they will start asking you questions about how you can solve their problems, i.e. what grants have you written and more. This leads you to telling them how you solve their problem. For example, oh yes, I work with nonprofits in streamlining programs, developing budgets, and getting their ducks in a row to be competitive for funding. In fact, I've gotten X amount of funding for nonprofits and love advancing the missions of the nonprofits I work with. Let them ask you for more information after you give them a tagline on how you solve these specific problems. Chances are you will be asked one or both of the following questions. A, how do I get an appointment with you? Or, and B, how much do you charge for grant writing? Now this is an in-person scenario, but don't forget this personable conversation when you go online, because most people forget completely. And what do they forget? 
Number two, create slash share valuable content that solves the problems. You might be afraid to ask for money or to let people know about your services in person, but I see the flip side online. A lot of freelancers only post about their services online. The Instagram board in every post is about selling their services. This is a little ironic because you don't do that in person, but it's overload online. I understand why. Online you are creating content and your services are what you create. So what else can you share? Here's what else you can share. Find valuable tips and resources to share. You can create value, share value, or do a hybrid approach. Let me break this down for you a little bit. A, creating value. Creating value is where you actually create something unique. Some examples of this include podcasting, (laughs) where you do solo episodes like I am doing today and you teach something. That provides a lot of value. For the what problem am I solving today? I'm solving the problem (laughs) of a lot of freelance grant writers not feeling confident in pitching their services or really knowing how to do it right? I'm solving that problem. And that's a really big one. So the other thing you can do, of course, blogging, writing articles, you can write something unique and share that with your tribe. You can post on your website on LinkedIn as an article, etc. You can also create downloadables, checklists, templates, samples, and more. This is something that you usually um, have created for your own business first and you found really useful. But it might be something that you've done, maybe you worked at a nonprofit in the past and it was something that you always used or had created some kind of system that's really been helpful that now all of a sudden you can give that as a value add to the nonprofits that you really wanna work with in the future. (laughs) All right, B, sharing value. Now, before you say, oh my gosh, am I just going to sit around all day creating content that's free? Oh my goodness. Um, No, you can also share value, right? This is when you haven't created something, but you share valuable information that solves the problem of your audience. For example, curating articles. These are things that other people have written, you know, and that you think these articles are valuable and that these nonprofits that you want to work with will find or will be useful. The ironic thing about this is the more that you share solutions with your tribe, with these nonprofits you want to work with, even if you haven't created it, it will result in you becoming the expert. Okay, another thing you can do to share information and value is to share grant application opportunities that are released. You know, you might think, well, can't nonprofits just find these as well? Yep, but are they going to take the time to do that? Probably not. That saves them time. And then it might, they might say, oh yeah, that's a perfect fit grant, but I need a grant writer. <laughs> so that is a really good one. Also sharing new trends and forecasts about funding and grants. That's really valuable. People want to know about what's going on. So once again, you're positioning yourself as the expert in this. And you can also share information about technology that helps nonprofits. This could be reviews on the best foundation databases that are out there, or where to get nonprofit discounts for Adobe or whatnot, right? So there's a lot of different things that maybe you can find that nonprofits aren't aware of and that you can just share with them. And of course there's C, the hybrid approach. So you can create the value, you can share the value, and then you can do a combination of both. 
This would be like writing summaries of new uh, federal policies. Think OMB supercircular, like these huge, dense documents that are very federal lingo speak. You can create little summaries and bullet points that are in layman terms that nonprofits can actually understand. So they don't have to take, you know, eight hours of reading this huge document and trying to interpret what this means. Do it for them. That's a huge save. So you're kind of creating and leveraging a resource. You can also do something like podcast interviews. When I interview people, I am not creating that specific expert content, but I am creating the podcast. However, I am leveraging their expertise to help solve a problem that freelance grant writers face. And we're actually going to see some interviews coming up on the later part of the month and early August. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, it's definitely you can do things that are a hybrid approach. So you're not always just creating, 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 but you can create, you can leverage, you can do a hybrid approach. Those are just a few ideas of items that you can share. Maybe even when you are having that hypothetical conversation with a nonprofit, they could have mentioned that one of their problems is that all their budgets are in different formats. If you have an article you wrote on budget formats, you could ask them for their business card and let them know that you would send them a link to that article. Now you are turning that cold lead into something warm. But what about the online conversation? It will be very similar. So let's go ahead and look at number three, step number three to pitching your services. Implement the give, 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 ask approach. Okay, I love this give, 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 ask concept or what Gary Vaynerchuk refers to as the jab, 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 right hook approach. He actually wrote a book titled that. And what this basically means is you wanna give, give, give value and then ask or do your sale. So basically, you don't want to say, hire me, hire me, grant writing services available on every single social media post you put out there. You wouldn't do that in person and online, it's even a colder sell. So what are you doing? <laughs> so now that you have an idea of valuable content you can share besides just your services, right? So you can create content, you can share content, you can do the hybrid approach. Now you can go ahead and lead your post with something like, if you are X, you will want to read, watch, listen, download this because it will solve problem X, right? That's all you have to do. Drive them to that, that value add. And then on your value add proposition, on the bottom of that article, at the end of the podcast or YouTube episode, or at the end of the checklist, you know, you can definitely advertise your services. But first solve a problem. But Holly, my services solve their problem. I just can't give that away. I am not saying that, but I am saying you are going to want to give them a tiny solution of some sort. It can just be a tiny step of the overall big problem, but it will reduce their problem and simultaneously endorse your credibility. And that is huge. Remember, you give value, give value, give value, then you can ask for sales. In this way, your tribe, those nonprofits out there, will be wanting to buy something. It would almost feel a little bit strange if you don't let them know how they can pay you back. And most of the time, just like the in-person scenario, many people even send you an email and ask what your services are if you don't advertise them or have them posted. So make sure you do post your services and do like put them out there once in a while, but they're not your main talking points. Next week, I'm gonna show you how to create a content calendar for all that value you're creating. But for this week, I really want you to do the following. Number one, reframe your thinking from when do I ask for money to what problems do I solve? Number two, 
Create, share valuable content that solves the problem. Number three, implement the give, 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 ask approach. And we're definitely gonna break that down next week in your content calendar on how you can go ahead and organize that so you don't get caught up in the hamster wheel of creating, creating, creating content and not getting any sales done. We still want you to get sales. So be sure to tag at Holly Rustic, that's H-O-L-L-Y-R-U-S-T, T-I-C-K, and let me know what you are doing to create value. I would love to see what you guys are doing out there. And if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, it is quickly becoming a most popular one. (laughs) We've gotten a lot of downloads. So be sure to grab your six-week to summer success toolkit that accompanies the podcast. See what I did there? Wink, wink. Value add problem solver. (laughs) All right, guys, I will see you all next week as we go over how to create your content calendar. And if you love listening to this podcast, please do leave me a review on iTunes as it really does help others find it. And I love to hear what you all have to say out there and just how it's impacting you guys. That is what makes my day. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe, and discounts on grant services? Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this grant writing and funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com. 